Hello, I am Alex Maxwell, and I'm bloody boiling. I'm Nathan Little, and I'm a moderate temperature. And I'm Max Phillips, and that's the double truth, Ruth. There oh, we go. Very that's good. It. That's uh, that's one, right? I struggle yeah. every week to come up yeah. with a little funny bit. Straight Considering away as I well. am like objectively the funniest one of the three. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you can't come up with a funny bit at the start, then are you really? Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's true. <laughs> but saying that, I'm just not a one-liner. We usually think them up beforehand and kind of just jumped into it this week without much time yeah. to think. Maybe, maybe you are just naturally funny, but and when not you think good. about it, yeah. you're not. Once you start thinking, you're a bad thinker and a good. That's joker. not good for someone that wants to be a comedy writer, is it? No, no. <laughs> That's fine. Just dictate it. Yeah. Because then you don't have to think anyway. too much. Anyway, welcome to the <laughs> show. Start, shall we? Welcome to yeah. the show. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a welcome to the show, but it's a welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, this week we're doing another episode of Film Club, um, and it was my choice this week. Uh, finally, because uh, last week, <laughs> last week uh, we watched a film I didn't enjoy, uh, so it was nice to be. I think back, it was one of those you know, really important films film. that everyone should watch. Yeah, really culturally. Uh, relevant need for, need for speed uh, and Alex sets up that because I have picked a very important and uh, I, I, you know crucially important really and special film uh, in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing um, but we will get into that uh, as, as we are continuing our segment of uh, film news before we get into it so roll that jingle Roll credits. No, the other one. But maybe the Intro. animation, if Alex has finished it by now. And if he hasn't, you get this. Again. Yeah, sorry. Wait, what, what did you do? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> we, just, we just sat and we're like... <laughs> so, just dance to it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, so, uh, there is uh, not as much film news as last week. Uh, obviously, Bo Burnham's special dropped yesterday. Oh yesterday. my god, yes it did. Yeah, I'm the uh, only one Alex, yeah. who had the time to watch it. The other two were busy. Yeah, I've been working a bank holiday weekend. It's not been fun. Uh, and in this heat as well, you know, it's, it's, a bit, it's actually quite fitting considering we're talking about do the right thing today. Mm. But um, yeah, it's not been fun. It's really not. Uh, but yes, I haven't seen the special yet. I will be watching it as soon as we wrap tonight. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I'm so so excited and nervous and <laughs> right. So was I. Uh, and, yeah, and the thing is, and we spoke about this before we started rolling, is that Bo Burnham just like he can really crush your emotions, and I'm not sure that I'm uh, I'm not sure I'm ready for that today. It's been a rough day. I, I don't think you know? either of you are ready for what I've you're seen pictures and it looks have. chaotic. I haven't seen anything. I'm I've seen a picture of him. I've seen words. a picture of him and his hair and his beard. That's mm. it. That's all I've seen. Oh yeah, um, I I I I spent a lot of watching it last night because I got in quite late. I got in at about twelve, or I started watching it at twelve thirty, and so we fin- me and me and Hannah finished at two a.m. and several times yeah. throughout it, I was like, so like we're together in this heterosexual couple. I consider myself a heterosexual. But I kind of want to fuck Bo Burnham. Um, <laughs> the hair and the beard. I was like, holy shit. I love what the fact is that going you, on? you no homoed that at the start. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I pre- to preface no this, I am a straight yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, even, my girlfriend doesn't even believe that. No, it's a spectrum in it. 
It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And I want to fuck Bo Burnham. Yeah. Like I, do, it, I don't. It, he's but so I, there's plenty. Uh, I do. Just whatever it's done to his mind, what it's done to his face. Mm. <laughs> fucking works for me, man. So yeah, this is looks like James news. McAvoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got James McAvoy vibes. He does have James McAvoy in, vibes. In I filth, guess. In particular, in the movie film. All right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the back news. to film yeah. news. <laughs> um, Edgar Wright dropped a dropped a trailer last year. Yeah, last year, last week, uh, maybe a couple of days ago. Uh, and the film's called Last Night in Soho. It's got uh, Anna Taylor Joy in it, who's a uh, hot property I've right now. I heard the name. I didn't know there was a trailer though. She's kind of in everything at the moment. Yeah, she's uh, Edgar Wright has got an absolute lucky steal on his hand there that he cast her because she she had been in the the witch or the the witch or the witch or however you say it. Um, <laughs> And obviously other other things, and uh, you know this time last year, and then earlier uh, in 2020, uh, she was in um, the chess thing, <laughs> uh, the Queen's Gambit, uh, and, 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 uh, and it was massive. Um, so, but obviously they'll have been filming last night in Soho, sort of around that t- same time. So he's got quite lucky because you know she hosted uh, Saturday Night Live last week maybe the week before she did yeah um which is a huge deal uh it also stars uh i don't know how to say his name but tom's in tomas in uh mckenzie no no it's like thomas in oh thomas in uh and she's the girl from jojo rabbit uh that's interesting you've not seen jojo rabbit no i've been i really want to it's great yeah film comes yeah Possibly. Yeah, film pick, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a, a new Edgar Wright film's coming. Very, very excited about that. It's been a long it's time diff- coming. It's very, it looks, I know you haven't seen the trailer, but mm-hmm. it looks very different. Is the is there a release date? Yeah. I don't remember. Probably. I haven't, I should have written it in my notes, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> coming we'll find out. at some coming point. soon. Nathan, it, add this in, add the date underneath us. It's and for the 25th audio listeners. of July, 2025. It will. It will be out at will some be out point by then. By so. then, it will be out. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, you'd hope. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a bit of it. That's some genuine exciting news. And in uh, stark contrast, uh, Todd Phillips is apparently co-writing a Joker sequel coming out uh, in the next couple of years. Okay. Which I think uh, you know, I, I, I Joker is one of those films that I'm not willing to die on the hill of. I don't, I, I just don't like it. I don't think it's bad. I just don't like it. But I definitely don't think it needs a sequel. I think people yeah, know I, what comes I'm after I'm someone it, right? on the side of the fence that it's really mm-hmm. fucking good, but I don't want a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it did its job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It, it can't just it, be a solo Joker film again, surely. Like it would yeah, be. Yeah, because it would just. It would. Yeah. But then, who wants that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know in the comments below if you want a new Joker film. It will have no impact on whether or not they make one. That's yep, the they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They will ignore you. So. <laughs> Imagine though, Tom Phillips just watching this video, like. Oh, you know oh, what? He just goes. You know what? I won't. Yeah. You're right, guys. <laughs> you are correct. Thanks to you. Thank you to the two commenters agreeing. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, well, that's kind of uh, yeah. That's it's kind of weird. It's I mean it's not weird at the same I'll time. Wa- I'll watch it, but I won't. 
Yeah, I'll bored. probably reluctantly watch it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'm not buzzed for it. Uh, other than that, there's not really much film news this week, uh, other than Taika Waititi, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's in trouble. Yeah. Well, he's for not stupid in trouble. reasons. He's not in trouble. No, he apparently had a, had a stern talking to from Disney bosses. Oh, right, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. It's I not, don't it's know anything about on. the story. Fitting with their breath. So, ah. Taika Waititi is, is dating Rita Ora. Um, right. Publicly dating Rita Ora. Um, and some pictures were taken of him and her on a balcony with another lady having a little smoochy smoochy. And Disney it, were like, no! That's not allowed! It's not just another lady either. It's um, Thingy from... Oh my god, I can't remember her name. But from Thor and from uh, the Men in Black 3. Tessa Thompson. Oh! Was it her? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. So, yeah, they're in a... Uh, is it po- polyg- polyamorous? Polyamorous. Because I know the word polygamy. But uh, I don't know if they're in a polyamorous relationship. That's the, that's the, just... that's the uh, apparent. apparent a cheeky little menage a trois. Which, by the way, good for those guys, you know. If you want to do it, that's like three insanely attractive people. Mm. I, who can blame them? But Disney, <laughs> Disney, Disney no. don't love it. Disney are like, no! Yeah, <laughs> not allowed. Which is, which is stupid in the history of shit. That's that Disney one too done. many. <laughs> <laughs> you can have one person, two people, and two people. That, that is it. No. no. More than that is no. But yeah. You keep doing you, Taika. You keep doing you. Good for you, man. Yeah. Go, baby. You if go, you're son. listening to this, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Enjoy anyway, your beautiful that's, woman. Uh, that's the end of film news. It wasn't cut off by Alex this time. Did I cut it off last time? Oh, yeah, because I yeah, didn't yeah, know what you before. were going to say. I was yeah. like, anyway, let's jump right in just, to Need for Speed. You just ended it. And I was like, I still have two more things to say. He had the need. Oh. To the get need on with it. <laughs> so in the spirit of getting on with it, we're going to uh, get into the film. Yes. Um, you guys hadn't seen it before. Uh, nope, no. I will repeat it. Uh, it's uh, Do the Right Thing. If you hadn't worked that out from the title, you know, sort yourself out. <laughs> Have a word with yourself, you know. Think. I don't have to remind you every time what we're doing. <laughs> I didn't if you're listening to this on autoplay, maybe you should figure random... out what you're doing with your life before <laughs> you just let it chaotically run. the very small audience we have. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go from 30 views to 15 now. <laughs> I don't want to read. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like you haven't read the title fuck off fuck out of here excellent but uh yeah anyway you you, neither of you had seen do the right thing which is um i should get into why i picked it i think um is because obviously as uh three white dudes it's gonna be um a bit tricky to sort of navigate our way through the discourse on this film uh, as is to be expected, you know, to do it, to do it right without just being the, you know, accidentally ignorant or whatever. Um, or just twats. And, or just twats, because mm. we are. Um, but obviously we will talk about that. You can't talk about Do the Right Thing without mentioning it. But I also think it's a very special film that you should watch. You know, it's a, it's important. It's one that I'm glad that I watched. And which it, is... Um, after 32 years, it holds up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cripplingly so. And and it's it's one of those, that's the reason we do did Film Club. It's because we want to 
have these special films and watch things that you may not have gone out and watched before. And once I found out that neither of you had seen it, and I love this movie, so I was like, "Look, I understand it's going to be challenging, but I think I think you should watch it. I think, you know, even if it's hard to talk about, this is a great excuse for you two to watch a, a film that I regard very highly and a film that is important, you know? Absolutely. And that's, I think that's the key thing, is that it's an important film. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before you came on, like me and Nathan were just kind of chatting away briefly. I, by the end of the, so the film's two hours long. Yeah. It's quite, quite a long film. It's not crazy, but I, I didn't love all of it. Yeah. As a film, um, kind of by the end of it, you're on board and not on board. You're yeah, just, of course. Yeah, no, in. it's, yeah. I stopped taking notes for the last like 30 minutes of the film because mm-hmm. I was so like, just in awe at what I was watching. I was like, what the it's fuck? It's distressing. It's very, very distressing. Yeah. Um, but before that, it's it's strange because nothing really happens. It's very yeah. much yeah. Or not even a character study. Yeah, it, 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 it is in a way. Well, it's, but it's, it's snippets it's, of life that yeah. are connected. And I kind of, I had a Probably the same with Alex. I had a bit of a problem with that in the fact that it didn't feel like there was a plot. It felt like there was this interconnected stories individually being told, but obviously they were all relevant to each other. Yeah, I just found it quite. And it does eventually kind of. It gets to a point. Yeah, at the end, it was just quite difficult to stay engaged with it because it felt like nothing was. Happening. Nothing was happening. Yeah, or and like, I, to- I totally understand that. Little things would happen that. that would then, and I guess it's, I guess it's it almost makes sense to set up. It's these little yeah. bits that happen that are seemingly unimportant that result in what they result in. Mm. And yeah, I mean, do do you want do you want to explain the ending? Obviously, spoiler, spoilers ahead, spoiler alert, um, as is usual. But it's it's. It's difficult to talk about it without talking about the ending. I think the ending is maybe where we have to start. Yeah, uh, because it it certainly is about the ending. The film was written and is it, it is about its ending. Uh, I think Spike Lee said uh, Spike Lee himself has said that he made it as a as a litmus test for um, white reviewers and for writers and for audiences to see what the discourse was after it came out because he knew as soon as he saw the discourse on being well why did he throw the bin through the window why did he have to start the Mm. violence and not focusing on the fact that radio rahim had been murdered that that in itself is the message of the film Mm. and i just find that really really interesting from a filmmaker's point of view because it's it's almost like you're trying to convey the message of the film outside of the film because it's designed to create a reaction and that reaction is the message of the film, if you understand. Yeah. So anyway, but as Alex says, as a description of the ending of the film, um, there's a, a pizzeria in, in Brooklyn, um, which is pretty much the center point, I would say, of the film in terms of location-wise and story-wise for what story there is. Uh, which is run by Italian Americans and uh, crucially an Italian American called Sal, um, 
in a predominantly black neighborhood. In a very, very black neighborhood. In fact, the only two businesses that thrive are run by an Italian-Americans and uh, a Chinese couple, a Korean couple, sorry. Um, and that's, I think that says volumes. I think that's a, a very, uh, that reflects the truth of certainly 1989 Brooklyn. Uh, and I, I mean, probably now as well. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's uh, Sal employs uh, Mookie, who's essentially the protagonist of this film. Yeah, everything um, kind of ties in around him. Yeah, and he is that he's a pizza boy, basically, just sort of just going about his going about his life, and I I I don't want to say like uh, slacking, but he sort of is in a way. Like he's just sort of like ah, it is what it is. Just like mm. you know, he's not he that like reliable for work. Does. Doesn't like what he does. Yeah. Not not a particularly great dad or a great boyfriend. He's just sort of going up, going through the motions. But he's also at the same time very. He's not made out to be a bad person or an explicitly lazy person. It's mm. just sort of a reflection think, of his life. I think. Possibly an interesting take on it is that kind of throughout the film until the end, you can see him as almost this personification of apathy. Yeah. Um. And you know the the mayor, as yeah. he's called. Yeah. 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 I think he's the one character who spots it really, and says, you know, always do the right thing. And it that's yes. you get the the cog start to to turn. But I think that's it. He's not. He's not for or against anything. He, he he wants to go to work and do enough work to not get fired and get paid at the end of it and go home and yeah, kind of just that meandering through life. But anyway, so yeah, it 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 culminates and grows and grows and grows. That this racial tension in this neighborhood results in a fight kicking off in the pizzeria um, over what essentially starts out as uh, multiple different things of. You know the the way that black people get treated in there. They go get less cheese on their pizza and have to pay for extra. There's no black faces on the wall. Uh, as soon as Radio Rahim walks in, he's told to turn his music off, and it's just le- their little acts of rebellion that they get just grow and grow and grow and grow. It results in this big fight kicking off. The police come, and then the police murder Radio Rahim. Uh, in a uncomfortably similar situation to what mm. we saw last year um with, with George and i think yeah. and I, this is the first time i've watched it since that happened yeah and i and i'd forgotten how he dies in this and it really really fucking upset me actually i i i was like it's just it's it's an embarrassing disgrace isn't it really um that that but, 32 years later yeah like that that's mm-hmm. that's the thing like the film was made in 1989. Yeah. And we'll call a spade a spade. Radio Rahim is essentially lynched in front of everyone. A policeman yeah. is restraining him with a baton around his neck. It cut, it, we have an insert shot of his feet off the floor. He, he stops responding. And even the, one of the other police officers is like, come on, let, let go. And the mm. other guy's like, just doesn't move. Yeah. Until he's dead. Yeah. And it the, the the parallels to the real life situation of George Floyd, I think that that scene is uncomfortable to watch anyway. Yeah. Um but to watch now mm-hmm. was fucking difficult. Yeah. To get um, through. 
And then, yeah, as a, just to continue with the plot point, it's then that then results in a riot, which is started by Mookie, the protagonist, throwing a bin through the pizzeria that he works at, throwing that through the window. Mm. Um, and then it ends. He goes to, you know, this the next day. He goes and gets his wages, well, tries to, and then he gets sort of thrown at him and on the floor, which is, you know, symbolic of, you know, the fact that he may have, he gets given double his wages. He's got like five, he gets given $500. Um, because you know he'd worked he'd worked the week before anyway, so he, he was still entitled to his money. But the fact that Sal had just had his entire you know building burnt down, burnt to the ground, but still had the power over him that he could throw money on the floor and watch him pick it up, it just shows that you know the message is that he doesn't you know the white man wins at the end of the day, no matter what happens here. And then the ending, we get two contrasting points. Uh, on screen from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and from Malcolm X, um, which is one is about Martin Luther King was very much violence is a hindrance, it doesn't help. And then Malcolm X was sort of what needs to be done will be done. Yeah, and I, I think the message of the film is both people are right, and you know, the characters in that represented the mayor is very much you know, the Martin Luther King mentality. And Mookie shows us towards the end that he represents that Malcolm X mentality of fuck it, yeah. what needs to be done needs to be done. And we, so we've it's... got we've got the character bugging out as well, mm -hmm. which it kind yeah. of who is there yet again him. very much the Malcolm X type. Mm. Yes and no. Um, I I think he's he's maybe the struggle between the two. Um, we kind of see him having an altercation between himself and uh, a new white neighbor where yeah. he's kind of being egged on to be violent and it's almost like he wants to he's threatening it and but ultimately it's like well you're lucky that i won't do that yeah yeah and it is it's 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 you think about so many moments. I think that's part of it as well, is though a lot of the film feels like a non-story, like, by, because of its ending, you end up reflecting on all the little moments. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's that's the reason I love it. I, I love it as a film. I mean, it, it as a story, it, it's heartbreaking. It, like, genuinely, it's really horrible. But it's as a film, I just, I adore it. I really do because it's. I've said it before on here that it's the human experience in films that I that I love. That's what I want from cinema, and I think this is a reflection of a human experience. Yes. Uh, for a particular group of people in a particular area of the world, um, that I think certainly for someone of my background and our backgrounds, you don't really get to ever properly understand. And I think cinema and and you know documentary and and what you see online and stuff like that that's our only route into it really our, our only window into it if you will but in film you can capture emotion like pretty much nothing else you know and you can understand what people are like you can be given understanding yeah yeah through it which is interesting like i know so like you said it's a very human it's a, it's it's a human experience of a particular group of people um, I know it's something that we kind of briefly spoke about prior to this 
we all had concerns about having this conversation and, and yeah, doing a yeah. podcast on this film um, because it's not our experience. It's, yeah. it's, it's an odd one because it's, it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had, but it, there's also that decision on, on who is to have it, who, yeah, who's to have right? the conversation, yeah. who's to be a part of the conversation, and who's to listen. Um, I mean, I don't it's think it's, I don't think inherently, like, we can have a conversation about it without talking yeah. about the, the black experience. Yeah, because yeah, we haven't experienced it. There's absolutely no way we can. There's no way we can ever understand it fully. Yeah, but I think we can still talk about the merits of the film as a, as Max was saying, in terms of the discourse around the topic and how the film brings that yeah to cinema and like like mike said before like that was kind of spike lee's purpose of the film was to yeah. start conversations and to 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 see the discourse so yeah yeah but it's just know. full of so many interesting decisions that's what yeah. i like about it it's very much a he's not it's not a director's movie it's not a writer's movie it's a spike lee movie and the thing that makes it so good is just the decisions that he makes for each character to do different things. I think it would have made so much sense, I think, for a, a lot of those characters to have thrown that trash can through the window. Uh, Booking out, I think, is arguably the, the go-to choice. Because that's the comfortable choice, right? Was he? He was, yeah, he was. He, he went into the... Yeah, but, but, you know, I'm talking about if you were to rewrite it, Oh, in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. what characters would do what, based on what he'd done in the film earlier, he would be the comfortable choice, right? But to have yeah, Mookie do it, who is the white person's window into the film, it's, uh, you know, I, especially because it makes sense for his story. Uh, but I think he said, Spike Lee has said himself that Mookie was a character designed to get white empathy essentially to, to people to relate to him more than the other characters because it's hard to relate to those characters who react angrily to things that we'd be like oh what's the what's the matter with that because you you have no experience of that background or or you know how it feels to live in that neighborhood whereas Mookie's just a pizza boy you know what I mean he's he just goes about his life so that's easy for us to get behind rather than you know uh, like I feel like for a lot of white people with with privilege, it's hard to be like you're you know you think you're overreacting about those trainers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in reality, we we don't know anything. Like mm. like that's just it. Like that's just one tiny thing of a thousand other things that they people would experience a day that we don't like have any understanding of. And it's um like I said, it's just the interesting character choices and little things that happen like. Mookie shouting the word hate when he throws the bin through the window at the end. When you think back to the conversation he had with Radio Rahim and the love and the yeah. hate things, and it's, you know, which hand do you choose? The fact chose, that love and hate are constantly hate. in battle. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't even notice that. that. That's that, just yeah. magical storytelling for me, and, and it's so Whoa. subtle, and it's, and again, it's really powerful, I think, is the word. Without, I know it's cliche to say, but it's yeah. it's full of so many powerful moments for me, and that, that's why I love it. Yeah, I think the the interesting theme through it all is that everyone holds biases 
like that bit where they had the the, the close-ups of the people go talking to yes. the camera, yeah. shouting abuse at the camera, but it was all aimed at if it was a um, the Italians or black people or the Spanish people, or the Koreans. It was someone saying something to someone, yeah, that was racist, and it, yeah. it, every single person was guilty of that. And I think that's something that was really interesting that was played through the whole thing about you know the the Korean supermarket is there, or like the little the little market is there, but they're not integrated. They, yeah. you know, they're just there. People are unhappy that their business is doing well because they aren't having that business themselves. They take it out on them because they don't see. They're basically like they're not white, but they're not black, and that's yes. the reason. Yeah. And then, Which is but addressed. then, interestingly, when they have that conversation. One of them, I can't remember the character, but he says, you can't keep using that excuse. So even in between their own discourse, they're, you know, projecting it out, but they're also yeah. bringing it in as well. It was really interesting, the, the entire conversation in the film. And what, what, was, what I found interesting as well, uh, building off of that point, was the ending, where they're all there after, after Radio Rahim mm -hmm. is murdered. And they're all on the same page. It, it's no longer each other against each other. It's, it's almost like one of our own was taken by the police. Hmm. Because yeah. they're all kind of, they're in that neighborhood together. It's their neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. they have their kind of crossovers and their, their qualms and their disputes. But then at the end of the day, literally at the end because it takes it spans one day that's mm. all it is yeah and it is like that day in the life kind of film um yeah it almost feels like a play doesn't it like, it does for, actually well, that was something that i wrote down it was very very theatrical i found yeah. particularly the first half an hour i i can't say i particularly enjoyed it because yeah. Yeah. it felt too much like I was watching something on stage. It, it feels like West Side big. Story, I think, for the first 20 minutes yeah. or so. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Some interesting choices of, like, angles, like cinematography was... Yep. Was interesting. It was visually interesting. Um, some of the choices I didn't understand. Um, a lot of Dutch angles. Yeah. In that kind of first third. Yeah. Um, yeah. In particular. That... I didn't see serving a purpose. No, I think a lot of that might come down to stylization and with it being 1989 as well. Because uh, I, yeah. likewise, I sort of tried to scan, look for look for a reason in there, and I, I couldn't particularly. I think it was just, as I say, stylization that's trying to reflect a style and a mood of a particular community. And I guess well, Dutch angles interestingly kind of as well. Do that. You you kind of look at a lot of the music videos of that time, um, and you see a lot of kind of Dutch angles, yeah, for, for yeah. some reason. So I suppose, Espe like especially I say, it's in a like hip hop culture as well. Yeah, it was very popular. So I like, and it like tended say, to be when Radio style. Rahim was on. Yeah, yeah, and he's playing um, Public Enemy. Yeah, fight the power. And, yeah, and it's yeah. The, and every time he's on, it's that same song. Yeah. Whenever he comes on screen. And everyone's scared of him, except for Mookie. Like, everyone seems yeah. to have, like, a... Oh, 
There he is. It's, it's, I don't know if it's, know if it's uh, uh, maybe it's fear. I I always saw it as like respect. Yeah, that yeah, or that. Yeah, kind of a mix of the both, I think. Some well, they people. Don't, they use. They always use um, uh, a low angle shot. Yeah. on him when it's a point of view, or it's just like a single on him. So he's yeah. very. He he he's. I think he's supposed to be seen as this intimidating character. So it yeah. almost feels or powerful. No. Well, no. What I was going to say is, it feeds into the ending, where mm, yeah, if you've seen him as this intimidating character, do you then side with the police and yeah. thinking it's justified in what happened to him? Because obviously, it's not. But do, if you put him in that way, where it seems like he is the bad guy, you make him yeah. seem intimidating and the instigator of it. Who sides? With who, basically. Yeah. Which I suppose is another one of Spike Lee's choices yeah. when it comes yeah. to yeah. seeing the dis- discourse, because it's one that we see all too often, where we see a, a black person killed by law enforcement. Yeah. Um, and immediately there's like a, but he did this, but he did that. And I think what's yeah. interesting is like, yeah, but. You're missing the None point. of that is it's, a death mm, sentence. None of that is a death sentence. It's all dodging the point of the every. It's it, like I said, it was a litmus test. It's all, all the conversation that Spike Lee has had to respond to around this film is: Did Mookie do the right thing by throwing the trash can through the window? And then it's there was an argument uh, that was quite popular that had been made that was he had thrown the trash can through the window because. It was violence was escalating towards Sal and his co his co-workers, and uh, they had a semi-warm relationship, and he just wanted to distract it away from them and take it onto the property because then at the end he says you've got insurance and it doesn't matter. But then Spike Lee just came in and said he did it because he just watched his best friend get murdered, mm. and that's it. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. It's like you can search for deeper meaning in these things, but at the end of the day. Like, like it's just a, a human response. Yeah, yeah. Rage. My initial rage. So something that's out of your control as well. Yeah. My initial reaction to when he picked up the the bin was that he was gonna flip it upside down and stand on it and say oh, okay. something. Yeah. I thought that was. I was like, because it, it's almost cliche at this point, isn't it? Where a protagonist would yeah then become the leader and like, listen, stop guys. It. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Exactly fucked it through the window and it, it's that conversation you see every time and the, it, that's sad in itself that you have to say every time mm, yeah but there are protests there are riots property and 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 buildings get destroyed yeah and you always see it well they didn't have to do that mm, they did, yeah. that's not necessary those people who own the businesses didn't do anything and part, but then I like part of me always goes, but that's the reason you fucking know about it. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know about it if nothing happened, if, if it was all silent. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's it's not a way around. You know, I'm not saying that that's well, a bad it's the, thing. Well, it's the exact argument posed at the end. Exactly. You know, is it silent or peaceful protest or is it violence? And which one works? And which one is, you know, actually going to make some kind of difference? And. I think that's a thing that, um, at the end, I didn't quite understand the quotes until I saw who it was, who the quotes were by. Basically, I was reading yeah. them and not quite understanding the the reasoning behind them. 
Yeah. Um, until it said who they both were, and they were such opposing forces of the same struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's quite an interesting. Um, and I think it's you know I don't think this film is pretending to have the answer. I don't think that's no. what it's about. It's for me, it has always been. It's called do the right thing, and the emphasis is always put on did he do the right thing but the argument the film makes is the action of doing the right thing regardless of whether it was right or wrong the action of doing it is what's important so if it's violence if it's speaking up you know in the the martin luther king way and getting things done through you know the power of your voice and through protest and things like that or if it's just anger and a natural human reaction both of those are standing up to a thing that is bad and that is the thing that's important whether or not one is right or one is wrong doesn't matter yeah and what's what's interesting to me is is i think you can't you can't talk about the film without talking about sal as well yeah yeah um well he got a best supporting actor nom yeah he's the only one of this film, which is uh, quite telling, I think, oh. in itself, that the probably you know not the only white actor, but one of three, apart from the cops, if you count main characters. Uh, no one got else got a nomination actor. for it. Did anyone no get one a nomination else. for anything? Yeah, screenplay. It was also nominated for yeah screenwriting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's not wow. not no best picture. Driving Miss Daisy won that year, which you know is quite. Right. It's just sort of. Not funny's not the word, but the, a movie about a black man driving a rich white woman around. It's ironic. Yeah, yeah. ironic. Thank you. Yeah, but I think, yeah. but yeah, his relationship south. with that community is it, it, it's it's almost toxic positivity, right? He feels like he's doing something really, really good for the community because yeah, like he employs I mean, them. He's, yeah, he's it's like there. I'm doing such a good job for these people. Yeah, he's watching them grow up. I didn't read it like the... that. Like no? it, it, no, I, I bought into that kind of monologue that he has with his son. His son mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, putting forward this racist rhetoric, and Sal, the father, is saying, "Where is where is all this coming from? Why why have you got hate in your heart?" You know, I've been here for so long. I've watched these people grow up. Yeah. But I think because I bought into that, like I didn't even pick up. I didn't pick up on the fact that you know, extra cheese on on a one dollar fifty slice of pizza was two dollars. I didn't see that. I didn't pick up on that as like a microaggression or anything like that. I thought I wrote down several times, like, holy fuck, that's so much money for extra cheese. (laughs) Like, Mm, yeah, this is before I knew what the film was about. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Um, but because of that, and you know, you see his relationship with Mookie. He kind of defends Mookie, and he's re- yeah. so friendly with his sister. And you know, you think, okay, well, this guy is probably a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it hurts so it's, fucking it's, much when it's basically the, when he uses yeah. the N word. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, just it's, shouting racial abuse at them at the end. When he said visual, that, I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. No. It's a visual no. representation of the "I have black friends" argument. 
yeah. basically. I guess, yeah. Because um, racism comes in all in different forms. I think yeah. is, the, is the point he's trying to make. There's the the yeah. very obvious racism of his son, and then the under the surface has lived in a world, has grown up in a world of racism, and then yeah. lives in a black neighborhood. Yeah, and it's still under the surface. You know, it's that it's, more insidious racism that you yeah. don't it's, see yeah. until it Cause it's because it's almost a difficult one because you you feel like he does care about them as, as people yeah but Certainly still sees Mookie. them as inferior yeah i think what it is is he likes that black person he likes that black person but he doesn't like black people mhm yeah like which is yeah which you don't get till the end and it, well, it's, it's almost the thing of to like, watch it and I don't want immigrants it. in my country, apart from, and then you list people that, yeah, like, that you're you either know. friends with yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing of, I don't want someone that's different to me unless I know who they are. And it's almost like being scared of the unknown, I would yeah. say. But it's like the conversation that Mookie and one of the sons has earlier in, earlier in the film, mm-hmm. where it's like, Who's your favorite actor? Who's your favorite yeah. rock star? Who's your favorite basketball player? And they're all black people. I think it's like uh, Magic Johnson, Prince. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. the actor, but it, and it, he and he says something along the lines of Prince isn't a black guy, black guy. You yeah. know, like something like, like that. Like, and it's not about it's not about the color of Prince's skin. It's about because he loves Prince, he doesn't see him as a black guy because yeah. his idea of a black guy is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the people on the street outside. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that he lives within. It's it, It's a har- you don't realize it till the end, but the the whole film is quite harrowing. Yeah, and I, and I think it lends yeah. itself to rewatching, and I I I would encourage you to well, that, not I'll immediately. What, it's hard to watch, no, but no. But I would say if I, you revisit it in the future, because I it's been a, a a few years since I've watched it, um, yeah. and knowing the ending. Um, I, I just you, you notice all these little things a lot more, um, mm. and I, I I will just say as well I sort of want to get onto something a little lighthearted. This is a it's a smart and funny film. There's parts of this that will make you laugh like properly laugh. I think Samuel L. Jackson's well funny in this film. He's excellent. Yep. Uh, there's that <laughs> yeah. scene where uh, Mookie's delivering him a pizza and he stops and has a conversation outside, and you can see him in the window going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That makes me laugh every single time. Because um, there, there are those moments in this film, it, it, and in human for life. most of the film, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it's a full lot of, it. of this film is just yeah. It is a community day in the life. It's really hot. They open up it, a fire hydrant. They have yeah. fun. Um, that is the first moment you meet the police, and mm-hmm. you think, okay, well, that's not. That that experience with them and the police wasn't too bad. It's interesting, isn't it? it it's quite weird. It kind of fakes I think you you expect you expect, don't you? In twenty twenty one climate, you expect the immediate police racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's um, not immediate. They almost not, seem on side. Yeah, and I think it's very much a, a case of uh, NYPD and LAPD. In the eighties and nineties, uh, not so much now, but certainly it still exists. Had a reputation of laziness, um, and with laziness comes racism. That that just 
that's sort of been a, a clear byproduct of it um, over the years. But I, definitely in the eighties, it was sort of like this, you know, ah, just get on with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but then there would be specific targets when they're you know trying to meet quotas or whatever that they would just target black people mm. solely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you say, it almost throws you off off uh, off the scent of what the film's trying to tell you at the start, because yeah, false they essentially, yeah, they essentially side with the the black teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. with this guy but that is complaining, yeah, because he got the car wet and he's like, they're just like, yeah, well, so, yeah, I suggest you get and your I, car. Bye. He's wearing a he's wearing a lovely white shirt and it's it's a cool scene and stuff and interesting conversation they're having and I'm thinking about this the whole time but I'm also thinking I can, just can't stop looking at his nipple for some reason it's so clear it's just a nipple just staring at me while I'm trying to watch this like no no just this huge white guy nipple <laughs> I don't know why. It's just it's so distracted me. I put it in my notes. <laughs> just staring at him. You yeah. actually wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just like important to you. Nipple. Yeah. Well, I knew that there's had to be some lighter parts of this. Uh, I didn't want it to be a completely light-hearted podcast because, like I said, I I knew what I was choosing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I, I wanted to have film. a conversation. Hmm. Um, it's a film think... that's designed to create conversation, and I I know that as as you said at the start, are are we the people to make that conversation? I don't think that's necessarily the point. I think, you know, as long as the conversation is being had, that's what matters, right? Yeah. So in theory, it, it's it lends itself to a podcast quite well. Uh, yeah. I but I I, I I equally understand the hesitation. Uh, yeah. Because it's tough, I, you know, it is tough. I think mm. whether whether or not you're doing it on a podcast, which you're probably not. Yeah. What watch this film. Tell your friends to watch this film. Talk tell, about it with them. Tell your parents um, to watch this film. D- yeah. In, as, almost especially. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um first time I watched this film, my dad showed it to me. Um and and again, it's just interesting to having those conversations afterwards. And I yeah. we then rewatched it with my dad, um, last year, early twenty twenty. And again, just I think it was just interesting having that those conversations. And like I said, this was pre George Floyd, I think. So, um, it was yeah. It's it's important to have those conversations. And if you've got a film that can provoke enough feeling and emotion like this one, it makes conversation very easy. Yeah, absolutely. And what I find interesting as well about that ending and about those conversations about riots and and whatnot after the fact is you don't get to see it play out usually. Yeah. You, You hear about the story of someone is killed by the police and then a couple of days later, you're like, oh, there's riots and protests. And seeing the emotion that drives it straight away, mm-hmm. I think it would be very difficult to not be on side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just, it creates the, the, the only thing, the debate that it creates is the, yeah. well, they damage property, that, that mm-hmm. shit. Um, which is what it's designed to do, and it's well, just, uh, you know, as well as who 
because it's not even the damage property. It's who instigated the fight. Who was yeah. the one? Who was the perpetrator? Yes. Who, yeah. Why? You know, the reason that he died was it police brutality or was it the fact that he went it? in and started a fight in a piece? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and the I thing as well, because a lot of the blame is on Sal, is put mm-hmm. on Sal in the film. I think some of the blame is on Sal. Absolutely. And then, and then. It's interesting because the police killing him is is addressed immediately. Yeah. And then it the the anger is is redirected. Which which I think is interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, cuz they they literally bundle Radio Rahim's body into a, into a, into the car and drive away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of seeing that rage and what do you what do you do with that rage? Mm. And this all could have been avoided. This all could have been avoided if you put pictures up of of black people on the the, the wall of fame, or it could have been avoided if you didn't destroy his boombox with a baseball bat. Mm. Um, I don't, both of those statements are true. Um, well, I the, think, the, the, I think the thing is institutionalized racism so... in the police. Is the inconsequential, main thing. and this is exactly. So, so this is one. Of, it, it was originally a problem with the film that, that I had with the film was that everything seemed so pointless. Yeah, unimportant. Until it gets to that point, and it, it's still a little bit of a problem I have with the film because it is so plotless until the last half an hour. Yeah, and I and I understand the the way that it was made and the the reason for things being like you said with with the trainers when the the guy goes past him and bumps him and all those little things that just seem you're like okay I understand that this is something that occurs every now and then but it seems so inconsequential this guy never shows up again none of yeah. these things happen but it's just that kind of slow build up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just personal taste for me that it just felt like there could have been more of a an, a plot that was yeah. driving it to the end rather than this just kind of I totally get concoction that. of characters that were having yeah. these experiences. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that because I, I mean that it is true. That is objectively true. Um, I just I forgive it for that because. I yeah. like. I, I think that it serves its purpose well. I think it exists as a purpose. It's at the end of the day, these people are people, and it's a ninety yeah. percent of the film is looking into the lives of people and how yeah. inconsequential things are, and tiny little grievances and little bursts of joy and humor and you know all these different things that are so that make us so complex as people it's just a window it's 90 percent of it is a window into the human lives of these people in brooklyn in the late 80s um and that serves a purpose that it then means come the end of the film you understand that it's inconsequential that any anything that may have happened before it doesn't matter because someone's died someone's been mm. killed and that's the thing that matters so it also means that anything that happens after it doesn't matter 
because it's like the thing that they're upset about is what matters, not not what they do or not who they were beforehand. That's not what the film's trying to tell you. The film's just trying yeah. to say this is a thing that happens in real life in America, and nobody yeah. understands why, and it wants to try and help. You know, not necessarily understand why. Like I said, it doesn't try to give you the answers, but it gives you a window into the the, the reasons and the world that that violence lives in. You know, it's and I just I I love it for that. Um, it makes me really emotional every time. You know, just yeah. I can't really I can't really put into words why I love it so much. I think it hurts. You feel those moments of joy. And you feel that pain with yeah. them. Um, and I think, like you say, about outside of that moment, outside of that 30 minutes at the end, the, in how inconsequential everything is, I think that's part of the point. And I think it's highlighted with, with Mother Sister and, and the mm-hmm. mayor kind of having that last bit of dialogue between each other at the end where, I mean, she's hated him the whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's looked after him and, and let him let him sleep in her home, um, and he said, uh, "You know, is 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 the block still standing?" And she said, "We are." Yeah, you know, we're still here. We're still able to do what we do, what we have to do, and and that's that's that. And you have to just kind of take each day and. I don't know, like, f- fight, fight, fight for what you need to fight for. Fight the power. Yeah. And and he jokes about being a hero, and she's like, she's like, oh, don't do that. And she says, you nearly got yourself killed last night. And he's like, yeah, well, it is done what it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's what he said. It's like, I've, done, yeah. I've done that before, you know. Um, it, it's a difficult watch, but, but watch it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, and as as we said so many times, it's just like f- fascinating in, in a horrible macabre way, mostly just depressing. How relevant it still is. Yep, it's like every part Three of it. Decades. It's very obviously of its time when you look at the fashion and the style and everything about it. You know, uh, even the dialogue to an and extent. The, yeah, the mm. dialogue. Literally everything about it is very much. Uh, uh, you know, early nineties, late eighties. That's part of New York. Like from what I consumed of media of that time, and you know, hip hop of that time, and stuff like that. It's exactly what you'd expect it to be, and yet the same shit is happening in twenty twenty one, which is like Jesus. You know, <laughs> well, I got I got a, a notification of a headline that even this year, there I think. The, the three remaining survivors of the Tulsa massacre were literally thousands, thousands, hundreds or hundreds or thousands um, of black people were killed by a white mob in America, hundred years. And they're still trying to fight for the reparations. Yeah. And at the making of this film, it was like 60 years and still in the same Crazy. position. Crazy. Just, Crazy. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, Hopefully, and that's yeah, and that's why change. the film that's why the film exists. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's why it exists. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, I feel like that's kind of it. Like we can't. There's like I said, it is. It's got its funny moments. It does have a lot of of nice nice moments in there, like funny little weird bits, like. God Real bless the left well. nipple. God bless the right nipple. <laughs> like little weird, funny yes. moments like that. And, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and um, and that that they are, as you say, you experience those emotions with them, and they are funny. But at the same time, it's not a funny, funny film, and it's certainly not trying to be. So this isn't going to be a funny, funny podcast because we aren't trying to be. Uh, I don't think there's any point in trying to be. Uh, I just thought, like I said, this is a film that I wanted you both to watch when I knew found out that you hadn't. I knew that it could create some good conversation. And I think it's also, it presents something a little different to what we normally offer for us to just try and be a bit more serious and talk about something that I like that I love as a film but also as a subject matter that's what it's all about you know um, yeah. and it's interesting that you know that it's created different feelings amongst us you know I I because I had that bias you know I think that Nathan probably had going into Casablanca if when you love something so much, I was like, oh, well, I love it. Like, when I was picking mm. Mummy, I was like, I'm going to be the only one, maybe Nathan, that likes this film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gr- granted, I hadn't seen it, but I was thinking that the whole time. Uh, and then, as it happened, we all loved it equally. Like, yeah. and, and You're thinking Alex lot. isn't going to like a French language mostly one 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 it was canadian yeah yeah Yeah. i was like is this set in france it says at the beginning go back and watch that but yeah but because i love this so much i was like well this goes without saying because how could they not love this film Mm. but you know that's that's how i felt about need for speed as well you know (laughs) i just thought there's no way Please don't remind me of that film. I honestly, I, I've been, I, you know, rewatching and listening to the episodes for uploading the audio and uh, trying to find clips and stuff. And I'm just like, fucking hell! I'm just getting reminders of this film and how much I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun. But uh, this wasn't fun either. But it is good. Yeah. Uh, but as you say, as a film, because we're not, we're not talking about rate the message of the film here obviously but yeah. just talking about film we'll do our rating systems now so uh i'll go to alex first out of 10 as normal pardon out of 10 as normal i will give this film a 7.5 cool nathan i am giving it a seven yeah i feel that yeah uh, it's a nine for me. Um, yeah, I I find it difficult to fault this film. Um, I'd even stretch to a nine point five. Uh, Are you going possibly. for nine point five? I'm gonna go for nine. I think Mummy had this extra thing about it that made me feel a little bit more, and that was purely down to the fact that I am a white man you know like i can relate <laughs> to his experiences exactly a and lot more a than i can that's, for mookie's and it's yeah, not a fault with the film no, but exactly. it's just my you, know, you can't you can't relate to those experiences yeah. and it's just it it's it's no yeah there's, it's, there's no it's, issue with it because you just can't you know you can't exactly i guess with with mommy you can't exactly say you have relatable experience to someone with severe adhd but at least 
there's a family relationship that you can empathize with but in this it's so detached from what we know yeah it's, a, it's, it's very systematic much, oppression it's very much that empathy. we don't know anything about yeah, yeah it's em- empathy from our point of view pretty much yeah. solely um you know that you you are symp- sympathetic in the sense that you know we're we're all human and we do experience these things but yeah yeah i, I can't keep myself and say that i yeah i get it because i don't yeah i yeah. understand it I just don't get it because I I never will. Yeah. I never lived it, and I never will live it. Yeah. But I still have a very strong emotional reaction to this film. I still love its poetic style and its chaotic energy and its smart dialogue. And uh, as much as it's weird to say, it's like something like Fruitvale Station. When an ending is so emotional and draining and heartbreaking it it's great cinema you know Mm. it is yeah Um, i think i think the faults for me in the film lie in everything prior to that and and that's the only reason that i gave it a seven you know if the entire film was of the same energy and the Mm same um I don't know, art- artistic merit, I guess, of that last yeah. half an oh, hour. Yeah. You know, it would be top marks. I think it'd be incredible. Obviously, it'd be completely draining if the entire mm-hmm. film was like that. It'd be difficult to watch. Yeah. Rather than just having that climax that's, you know... If we were rating the ending, it, it would be like a 9 oh, or 10. Be... Yeah, yeah, 10. Yeah. yeah. Just just easily. But, but you know, I, I just had so many issues the with film. the way the dialogue was delivered, the lines, yeah. it felt very theatrical, it felt very over the top, and I understand that, you know, that's just the style of the film, it just yeah. didn't vibe with me. I totally, totally get that, Absolutely. I really do, because I, I think of it in, this. How can I, make, how can I not sound like a pretentious twat here? <laughs> you are incredible. Um, <laughs> I, I, right, I'm just going to say what I was going to say, I think of it like, uh, it sort of feels like a dance, in a way. Like the way that it starts okay. and the way that it crescendos, it's like a. Well, it I mean, literally never, starts with a dance. I've never seen a ballet, but I assume because I've seen Billy That's Elliot. What it's like it's like a crescendo, right? <laughs> That's the same. Yeah, same and thing. They, they build up to it, and it and it's it's this slow build, and then boom, and then you can go back and watch it, and you go, oh, that happened because this and the love hate yeah. thing. And, I feel and like a second anything, watching would probably. It would probably be a higher rate, which is probably why you gave it such high marks. I think yes, quite the first time it's it's difficult. It's difficult to watch, not from like the the ending being difficult to watch for the obvious reasons, but it's difficult to watch because it's like what's happening. It's just like hard. like yeah, Alex's Mulholland understand. Drive experience, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's a similar that you know the same kind of thing where the last part of yes. the film you yeah. understand the rest of the film. Yeah. Even though Alex still hated Mulholland Drive, and I'll never forgive him for that. <laughs> yep. Yes, I did. Alex, Alex rated Need for Speed the same as Mulholland Drive. <laughs> That's the yes, part I that I can't get over. I, 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 I have don't a two-factor rating. I, I, and I, and yeah. the logic is sound. The logic is sound behind your rating, and it's incredibly wrong, but it's sound. <laughs> uh, but I... That's like I said during the episode. I, it's one thing I love about films, is like with very similar people with very similar film tastes, mostly, I'd say in comparison to 
the rest of like people I know. I f- I say if I was to talk about films with anyone, it's you guys yeah, that is the closest to my taste. Hmm. Um, and yet, you can just have these anomalies that are just like complete outliers and just completely different that me and Nathan can hate. I mean, I gave it a one point five out of ten. <laughs> you know, and uh, and Alex really liked and it. And that was you know? all on cinematography. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, there no, I think no no, I gave Kid other... Cuddy a point five. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's fair yeah. enough. So, um, based yeah. off of our, I'm going to do rounding. We've not really been left with a decimal before. Um, we can do decimals. We'll, we'll, Close we'll to work point to five. point fives. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we'll go to point fives. But uh, it came up as seven point eight three. So I'm going to say that Glassline Media rating for for do the right thing is eight out of ten. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's very that's a reasonable a reasonable score. Yeah, I'll take it. Right, take so it. so next week is Nathan's go. My choice. For I film would, club. Yeah, we're, I would we're like just sticking to make with a, it. A suggestion though. Hmm. Okay. I would like to make a suggestion. Okay. Yeah. That you have your choice the week after, and it's not this is my your... choice. No, no. I just think I watched it last night. You guys are watching it tonight. Oh, Bo. Bo, Bo Burnham's Bo inside. Burnham. Why don't we just do a special Bo episode? That's what I point? mean. No, I mean, throw it we in. We could just... do. We could certainly do next week. Because to be fair, a film club break could be nice. But yeah. um, that's that being said, it is Nathan's go. So, yeah. Yeah. wait, is this is this full circle on three, or is is Nathan due another one? This, this is full no, circle. This, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so this is the second again. round. So this, this is, is the natural. This would be the natural point yeah. to do to a Bo Burnham special. I would it's like just to. a suggestion, or even just an inside special because it's so new, or whatever. However, we want to do it. I guess this can be a conversation after we wrap up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was <laughs> sorry, listeners suge- and watchers. I was going to say what my suggestion was. Go on. Oh, okay. Give us, give us then, it anyway. So wait, wait. Can I, can I, can I, can I say? Because I think it'll be interesting if we do this on the podcast anyway. Are okay. you eager to do the Bo Burnham one, Nathan? Are you eager to do it if it was an option? Yeah, no, we'll do it next week. Yeah. But, yes. but what I was going to say is, tell us what your film suggestion is, and we will pick. Because I'm interested Ooh. to know. And I oh right, know. okay. Because if I, if you say a film that I'm like, oh, I really fucking want to watch that, okay, I'll be like, yeah. push it. But go on, old boy. Oh, I do want to watch it. I do. The, the, the English, English language it. version, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, but the Spike Lee version. <laughs> Which yeah. is not a good film. He's made good films. That's not one of them. <laughs> I I haven't seen either of those. The, yeah. the original Korean version. I remember yeah, I haven't seen it. it. Isn't I there like a big I've fight seen the... scene in a corridor that's all shot yes. from the side? Yes, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Uh, I've seen that on, on a maybe like a Cinefix video or something of that. Yeah. It like top fight scenes. By the way, the, it, answer, to, like the answer to top fight scene of all time, and I'm sure this is <laughs> shitting all over a lot of uh, you know Japanese cinema, which is pretty much objectively the best. Uh, but it is in fact from uh, the Kingsman with Colin Firth in the church. Yeah, absolutely, without question. So good. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say my vote goes to Bo for next week. Yeah, I think Bo Burnham. Are we do inside or ju- the whole of Bo? I Burnham? think I think see it's how an you hour. feel after tonight. Let's do. See, well, after, no, see how you inside, feel after tonight. Inside is gonna be a whole thing anyway. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, but, uh, let's you could spend special. an entire podcast on it. I'm telling you now. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you. We can talk about not, him as well. Outside ready. of. 
outside of it. Uh, outside of inside. We'll do inside. Let's do it more of a review then, because yes. I think we've never really done reviews of things. Okay. Okay. So that'd be I'm interesting. In. Alex is very excited. I'm I'm in the mid I I'm and in I'm, the middle of watching it again. And I'm very sorry because my camera died and I don't know when. So for all those audio listeners, uh... <laughs> you were unaffected. And for the visual watches, visual watches. That's a that's a phrase. Uh, sorry. As opposed uh, to, I can also see I've got low battery on my camera as well. This is I've really fucked it here, boys. It's alright. We're almost at the end. Right. We are. Just need plugs. Bit of plugs. Let's do the plugs. Go on. All right. All right. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that bit was. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'll do the plugs before my camera fucking dies. So, if you like this video, uh, thank you for watching it, because it was uh, quite uh, emotionally draining just talking about it. Uh, but I, I've really enjoyed talking about it, especially with my friends. Like That's just something that... I, it's a conversation we've definitely had before, but not uh, in that much depth, I think. Or publicly. Uh, yeah. Or pub certainly publicly. Um, but if you did like this video, feel free to give it a thumbs up. Drop a comment. I just smacked my microphone. Uh, yeah, he did. leave us a comment. Subscribe to the channel. We definitely want to get to 100 by... Uh, I'll say it like I did last time. Tomorrow. So uh, fucking hurry up. Um, and yeah, if you're on Spotify, give us a subscribe or a follow or whatever they use. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, we've got an Instagram. We've got a Twitter. We've got a TikTok and a Facebook. And they're all under the name Glassline Media. You can tell which one we like the most. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the F word. Uh, right. So that's it. That's the actual outro. Uh, normally we do a bit of a funny thing here, but it's been quite a sad episode. So uh, I feel like we're just going to say goodbye. So goodbye. 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 <laughs>